Welcome to part four of Health System CIO's panel discussion on women in IT leadership. In this segment, CIOs Tressa Springman, Julie Bonello, and Sarah Richardson talk about the trends they're seeing in terms of women attaining top IT leadership roles, the role professional associations can play in driving the discussion forward, and why it's critical not to dwell on the past, tempting as it may be. This podcast is sponsored by Optum, solving real problems and creating practical solutions today using the latest in healthcare technology, such as blockchain, AI, and advanced analytics. See how Optum can make your digital transformation easier at optum.com CIO. So I absolutely agree with the optimism expressed by the other speakers, but I actually see something different specific to healthcare happening. With all the mergers and consolidations, as the organizations are getting bigger, I actually see female CIOs not getting the top jobs. I feel as though about five years ago, there was a real sweet spot where we were seeing a tremendous uptick and a little bit more parity in that role. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually seeing that reverse at this point. And it's an an interesting thing to watch. I mean, I love Mm -hmm. all the new opportunities and I completely agree. I actually believe that some of the technical complexities that have come to the advent with telehealth and cyber, et cetera, are re-requiring the rigor of a technologist and a leader, at least in the CIO role, unless they're just really well-partnered with a very specialized CTO. But I don't know what's going on just to be honest, and I think I could make some assumptions, but through the M&A process, I'm actually seeing the females not getting that, that top job. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think I agree with you, and I, and I think the way I've even unconsciously thought it through is just a repackage for, for female leaders to keep repackaging, uh, because I agree. And I don't know that it's not because there aren't very good, highly technical female leaders. So I'm not sure. <laughs> but well, I also Forbes, know, yeah. Oh, I know, the Forbes article. There's women yeah. CEOs than ever before. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. It was made me think about no, that. It was a no, drop yeah. universally. And it was interesting to see that. I don't, I don't have a magic bullet, but it was troubling to see it as well. Also in healthcare, you know, there's been a real big swing for IT for the CIO jobs to being very physician-led, um, and not that, that that wouldn't include women. So it's, it's, it's interesting to see how things are, are just changing. Yeah, again, I would say the pendulum's swinging on that one as well. The era of EMR is behind us. Not behind us. We've got to do a lot of that. But when you're talking about infrastructure modernization mm-hmm. and things that mm-hmm. are operational but are not just medical staff, <laughs> revenue cycle, et cetera, that takes a unique clinician who really wants to be spending their time in that space. Right. So I, don't, I, I don't know what's going yeah. on, but I think yeah. it's something that I would hope that maybe, Kate, um, we can surface and make sure the associations that we're a part of are just trying to be maybe a little more intentional because if there are really yeah. good reasons for this to be happening, then it becomes an opportunity for we as females to adjust and adapt if that's what's required. I just, I don't know the why. You know, so then the question is, this is a great discussion. Um, There's a ton of infrastructure work now, right, with virtual. And so I think then the next question I have 
is there's a ton of work in terms of care delivery and really figuring out the operational workflows and the new, all that is included in, in actually making care delivery across a continuum actually work. And so what's that going to mean? I mean, I don't know, but how will the, the jobs change? Really, really great discussions. And it is something that should be brought to the attention in some form to the, the associations because this is a big issue. And the M&A trend has been absolutely huge. And we're starting to see more and more of you know, these bigger and bigger health systems, and there's fewer and fewer of them. And it is definitely a problem if women aren't being represented. And as Tress had said, if there's adjustments that need to be made, Let's get that out in the open and figure it out. So I, I think that this will be an important thing to approach organizations like Chime and, and get these discussions going on a wider scale. Yeah, I think it would be great. You know, my the thing I always joke about with Cheryl Sandberg's Leaning In book um, <laughs> is that if I have to lean in anymore, I'm going to fall on my face. <laughs> so what I always joke about here is, you know, we need organizations to lean in more than halfway. And in that way, um, women leaning in will be successful. Yeah. It's fair to note, though, that a lot of the the new blockchain and and cyber currency companies that are coming out have more female leaders than the male leaders. And that was a trend that was pointed out at a recent HEMS conference. It was Tamara St. Clair who brought it up. And I said, why do you think that that is? And she said, you know, because of the purpose behind blockchain and it's to protect what is yours, that that really takes more of a female mindset of entrepreneurism of like, why do you do that? What's the purpose behind it? And so it's interesting to find that that's a space where women have a greater footprint than men in a technology leadership perspective. Well, it's interesting. It's kind of like Sarah said in the beginning where she formed her LLC, right? Because she was protecting her career, right? Right. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that, that was very relatable when you said that. All right. Well, we are almost coming up on an, on an hour, so I know we have to wrap things up, but this has been really great. Um, I just want to open the floor now if anyone has any final thoughts, maybe. As I know that we've, what we've talked about is a lot of serious things, some of it being half, half empty, but there are a lot of great opportunities. And, you know, just from the evidence of View 3, there's, there's really you know, fantastic women leadership in IT. And just wanted some thoughts on uh, these many issues. Who wants to jump in first? Well, um, I'll just jump in to say when we think about women leaders, I, I would guess that from everything we've all talked about, it's really how we're not separate, right? How we really need to combine all, all the perspectives and embrace all the different uh, capabilities so that we have the right kind of leadership in our organizations. You know, I'm, I'm just because I'm always really somewhat hesitant to separate women out because I don't want to be separate, right? Right. I want everyone to um, work together. Right. And Sarah, it's one of the philosophies I think about with people, and we did our personal credos recently at work, and someone had asked me, like, why do you do what you do? And I said, I do it because I love it, and I love being able to help others be successful and be a champion, obviously, for females in IT, but also just in general for female executives and I said, if I didn't love what I was doing anymore, I I would stop doing it or I'd find something else to do. And when you are personally and professionally happy in the space that you're in, it allows us to do 
greater things and to solve these types of problems. And so I applaud you, Kate, for having it be a topic that we're still talking about, but it's not something that we're talking about and not bringing solutions and ideas forward. We're talking about it and we're acting on it. And so when you bring those things together with individuals who have a shared common purpose, then you really do start to see amazing things come out of that. And so I'm more confident than ever about females in technology and leadership positions because it's something that is important to us and we're fostering that talent in our own organizations and we're helping us be, you know, not only at the table, but we're also coaching to previous points on how to work with our male counterparts to make all of those scenarios successful. So I'm optimistic about where we're headed, but I know that it's up to me because in, in Lean In, she literally says, you know, it's not you who and if not now, when. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think these are amazing insights that my peers have shared. And I think hopefully, Kate, our responses today have said that, look, I know I've been in circumstances, I've read things, I've experienced things. There's sometimes a very real right for anger in treatment around equity and interpretation and feeling like your own ideas are stolen or, or you're the one to photocopy or take notes or bring the coffee or I can tell you story after story as we started where vendors walked in and faced all my male teammates with their backs to me thinking right. that, you know, I, I was just facilitating the room dynamics. Right. Um, sure. But that isn't going to get us very far, even though we have that right. And yet we've got to be very delicate about how we navigate the issue because to the point earlier made, we want the role because we've earned it, not because we're a quota. Right. We want the best person in the role, and, and that's the most important thing. So we need to lead with grace and safety and equity, and um, sometimes that anger can flare up, but I think that there is a tremendous amount of opportunity and the, the recommendation to other women in this space, besides this great encouragement to keep going, because it is possible and doable, is just to make sure that we don't allow anger and attitude to just overburden us with it. We've got to move past it, and we are the ones that need to catalyze that change for sure. Right. Really great points, and I think that, that that's a perfect way to, to wrap this up. And I have to say I'm really pleasantly surprised. I knew that this would be enjoyable, but, but the directions that, that it took was uh, unexpected. So I'm really glad about that. I think that this is going to make for some really great content and hopefully some discussions really drive that further change and get people talking more um, about these important issues. So I want to thank you all so much. I know that everyone is, is extremely busy, so I really appreciate you taking so much to talk to us today. Thanks, Absolutely. Kate. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.